Today on Sagittarian Matters, we talk punk, acceptance, learning to inhabit our bodies, movement, and more with my guests, Amelia and CJ of Pony Sweat. Stay tuned. From Portland, Oregon. I have a little story to tell you. Around 2007, 2008, I quit my day job at the Independent Publishing Resource Center and I sat down in my tiny house to write my first graphic memoir, Calling Dr. Laura. I was sitting in my 500 square foot house in North Portland and it was raining outside and I had two geriatric dogs who couldn't walk further than around the block and I realized that I actually never had to leave my house again and thus I was free to atrophy if I wanted to I could never get any more exercise than walking from my bed to my desk to my fridge to my bed to my desk and then maybe a bath Um, and I thought you know perhaps I will die here perhaps I you know all of my muscles will atrophy and my organs will go limp and this will be it for me I'll just be like one stiff hand drawing a graphic novel but without a body like I'll be crying from the Ninja Turtles. Um, So I decided I needed to do something because I was no longer required to leave the house. And I hated gyms. I hated everything about diet culture, which I just felt radiating off of gyms. And also I was cheap. So I didn't want to pay for that experience of having people harsh my mellow about living in a body. So what I did was I started doing leg lifts to a Jane Fonda record someone had given me as a joke. And also watching a Richard Simmons VHS tape of him dancing to the oldies. And I was doing it one day. I was doing these leg lifts in front of my um, demented terrier wishbone in Beja, you know, who had her face resting in her dewlap. And I was like, this is so stupid. I was like, it's so funny to me that I'm doing leg lifts to a record looking my dogs in the eye. Like, this is so weird and funny. I can't keep this to my, I have to do this with other people. I can't keep this to myself. And so I decided I would start my own aerobics class. I was inspired by something called punk aerobics that was happening in Boston, but I wanted to enlist my friend, Sarah Shapiro to help me, but Sarah didn't identify as punk. So we called it homo aerobics because we were both gay. And then eventually our friend Leslie Miller helped us. So what we did was we found a space for us. It was um, Sunday mornings at the feminist bookstore when they were closed and we just, you know, had people bring a bunch of mats. We got a bunch of weights from thrift stores. All that stuff's at thrift stores because people love to buy exercise equipment and then get rid of it. Anyway, we started an aerobics class, homo aerobics, and I wore wigs. We wore weird makeup. We had weird like yoni dances and things that were hypersexual. I mean, not sexual, like I don't know what to tell you. It wasn't Magic Mike class. But, um, you know, some of our themes that we had written on flyers in the beginning were like, hold yourself up during sex or even bottoms need to be on top sometimes. And we wrote slogans on um, the bottom of Pilates mats and we jumped in with our group of people. We jumped in on the Pride Parade. We did sit-ups and jumping jacks in the street corners during the Pride Parade where we had not been invited. And we had homo aerobics. So it was a queer body positive, you know, gender friendly space for people to come and exercise their physical bodies without compromising their punk ideals or without having to battle with people telling them their bodies shouldn't be the way that they were. Um, And it was really fun. And we danced to Peaches. 
We danced to oldies. It was my Richard Simmons dream come true. It was like two to five dollars. I don't know. It was a great Portland thing. So fast forward 10 years later, you know, we taught that for a couple of years. I taught it again in White River Junction, Vermont. And then I hung up my, my sweat mat. I don't know what a sweat mat is, but I went to LA and everybody in LA was telling me I needed to go to pony sweat. And that to me, I was like, Oh, that's kind of like a punk aerobics thing. And I didn't go and I didn't go. And I finally went this year and I am kicking myself for every minute that I wasn't doing that over the past couple years because pony sweat is a magical space. Um, it's a fiercely non-competitive dance aerobics class. Uh, I will let my guests tell you about it themselves, but Amelia and CJ and Jaquita who teach Pony Sweat are magical people. They're magical people who really employ and encourage positivity um, and acceptance, accepting yourself where you're at, not being competitive even with yourself, and just having a good time getting your heart rate up, moving your body to music. I love it. So that's it. I'm excited for the podcast today. And I want to tell you, if you're not in Los Angeles, start your own punk aerobics class or even just with a couple of friends sometime and if you are ever in LA please go to Pony Sweat you can thank me later enjoy my talk with Amelia and CJ today from Pony Sweat Pony Sweat is a fiercely non-competitive radical dance aerobics celebration started by Amelia Richeson in Los Angeles It is, according to their website, a dance fitness class that feels like dancing in your bedroom. And I can attest that that is true. Pony Sweat has grown and now has drop-in classes many, many days of the week throughout the Los Angeles area, taught by Amelia, musician and artist CJ Miller, and actor and dancer Jaquita Talley. It was my true pleasure to welcome CJ and Amelia to the Sagittarian Matters home studio to talk about aerobics, dancing, punk ethics, body image, and more. And I can't recommend enough this week listening to the end of the podcast because I think that they both dropped some serious knowledge and sweetness throughout the entire episode, and I would hate for you to miss a single minute. Anyway, please enjoy my talk with Pony Sweat. Pony Sweat, welcome to Sagittarian Matters. Yay! (laughs) Ponies, will you please introduce yourselves? My name is Amelia and my pronouns are she, her. My name is CJ and my pronouns are she, her. This is producer Ponyo. Producer Ponyo goes by whatever you want to call her. And I'm your host. Nicole J. George's She Her Hers. Thank you for coming to Sagittarian Matters. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> okay. I want to know wh- how you came to Pony Sweat. How you came to do Pony Sweat. We can go as far back or present day or whatever as we need to. Okay. Amelia, you created Pony Sweat. True? True. True. How did it come to be? Um, it came to be at a studio in, um, in, uh, Los Angeles and it came to be, um, really because I always wanted to teach aerobics, but was always too scared and felt like I didn't have, um, the right to, um, like inhabit space in that way and then um I was like in a debilitating like depression and in bed for like two years and then my friend was like 
I rented a studio space and like you have one month to put together a routine of songs and teach it to us. And I was like, oh, God. And um, I didn't want to disappoint my friends, so I did it. And then we started meeting every week. And and then we called it Pony Sweat. And then we've been doing it ever since. And that was in 2014. I love that. And CJ, how did you come to be a pony a, a pon- pony instructor? Yeah, I have a question for my sister really quick though, which is that we've never talked about this is did you did you ta- had you talked about like aerobics before? Like how how did how did anyone know to like get the space for you even? Like had you just been like, wow, I wish I could do a Madonna themed aerobics class. <laughs> like, I don't know, we've never talked about this, so it oh, just occurred to me. Secrets revealed. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I talked about it. Um, cause like I had, um, yeah, I talked about it. My friend that rented the space is named Noah, and we used to work in a kitchen together at a restaurant. And so like we talked about all kinds of things. And plus, we had been friends for a long time, so we had like gone to dance classes together, and we worked out at a Twenty Four Fitness together. And um, I was like recently um, sober at that time, and so I was like really. Um, really just trying to like figure out how to stand being inside of my body. Um, and so we were like kind of going through that together and aerobics was like a way into my body. And he kind of witnessed that. And I talked about how like, I loved it when I was a kid. So yeah, it was just like just talking about it. Banter. Yeah. Friend banter. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone was like, you're the best dancer. You should just teach a dance class. No, that's not how, that's not (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, CJ, how did you? (laughs) That's what I would have Yeah, um, (laughs) I was brought, um, sort of like into the fold, so to speak, by, um, my friend Lauren, who, um, is friends with Amelia and is a pony, and we were spending some time together, and, um... I think also in a similar capacity, Lauren knew that I was struggling in some some emotional and mental health um, capacities, and um, was like was like I take this class called Pony Sweat, and I think that you would really absolutely love it, and and I immediately sounded really great in her description of that. I wish I could recount exactly what she said, but it was um, you know something along the lines of like punk ethos dance aerobics and I was like go on um and and then we were talking about it and I and I even I agreed to to go like pretty pretty immediately and then she was like kept as people tend to do sometimes talking about Amelia was like going on and like in really um like effervescent beautiful way and and showed me a, there was a promo video and um that had Amelia on it like dancing on this bridge it's really beautiful uh, like little short film and then I I came I came to class I mean Lauren showed me like it was so funny she was like showing me moves like on the street of Highland Park like after she showed me that video she's like we do this one move it's called like arrow and (laughs) and so we were like doing aerobics on the street at like Highland Park and it was like her way to just get me like excited but I think she also um was just trying to like like she knew I was having a hard time and so maybe was trying to like make me feel comfortable to like go into that into that space Mm -hmm. in general well I want to know because I because so you both mentioned being in like a you know a hard time at some point and like kind of maybe wanting to inhabit your body more or in a specific way and for me my I'm curious about both of your relationships with fitness because for me you know 
I grew up with all the shenanigans that get put in your head as a young person. And so, you know, like as a kid, I was like, I'm going to try to be on a diet or do step aerobics or just do things that were meant not to inhabit my body, but to kind of adjust it Mm -hmm. in ways that lined up with some, you know, greater sense of this is what your body is supposed to look like. And I, and I was a cheerleader in eighth grade just because I went with my friend. My friend was like, you know, my, my mom didn't have any aspirations. I didn't have any aspirations for myself. She didn't have aspirations for me. If I ever did anything, it's because a friend of mine had parents that cared about them that was driving. And my friend was like, I'm going to go what did, what, try out for cheerleading, which just meant showing up. Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah. You know, and so I got put on the Walker squad, which was the squad of like dirt bags. There was two popular girls that were so pissed. They were on our squad. Like they didn't belong on our squad. Their friends were in a different one. This was like the grubby, like fucked up, just like the fucked up group. And then these two popular girls who then would bully me from within the squad. I was like, but we're all cheerleaders. We're all wearing the same hair ribbon. Why are you making fun of me? Anyway, I wasn't good at it, but I loved it. I I could not do the jumps at all. I still can't, so I couldn't be a high school cheerleader. Maybe maybe for better, maybe for the best. You know, who knows? But anyway, so I found when I was doing homo aerobics, which I can talk about in the preface or something, um, you know, when I was like, I want to do my own exercise class because exercise is like such a weird performance. It's almost like performance art. Like this, other people need to be watching this. So I feel like this isn't just stupid me doing leg lifts in front of my dog. Like I need to do it in front of some friends so we can all laugh at the same time. Anyway, but I was like, I think I have some kind of muscle memory from cheerleading. Like I like doing a group activity. I like a group exercise. It's actually fun. And I can, and I just found that it helped me I don't know it helped raise my spirits and I feel like growing up my relationship to fitness changed when I got into punk and I was like fuck your beauty standards fuck this I don't need to do any exercise ever for the rest of my life I'm just gonna lay here and let my body atrophy but it's okay because I'm punk and I'm so smart I'm dismantling the patriarchy in my mind anyway (laughs) but at a certain point I was like oh I just want my body to keep working so yeah Yeah. that's my long-winded roundabout way of saying what's what was like your personal kind of relationship to fitness that's not roundabout that's really direct thanks thanks I just feel like I'm walking around. I was like walking around the neighborhood. There's just so much to say. Yeah. Um, CJ, you go first because you are a cheerleader too. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I also want to make note that the punk thing is really funny too because we've talked a lot about that and that like for some reason like self-destruction gets ingrained to us as like an ethos of punk rock, which to me like seems really counterintuitive if you're like trying to like like – in my version of, like, what I want punk to be in its beautiful, like, polished crown form is that, like, we're, like, trying to take care of each other and, like, dismantle the systems that, like, hurt us. So the idea that you should, like, be hurting yourself at the same time or not taking care of yourself, somehow that's, like, not cool, they seem... It seems counterintuitive to me, even though it's the way that it was. And I just want to name that, like, not everybody has this experience in punk, like, but, like, CJ and I do, and a lot of other folks that I do, too. Like, I know plenty of punks that, like, like, had super posy communities, and they were, like, you know, like, not, not destroying their bodies, and, like, not super into nihilism, but, like, that wasn't really, um, that wasn't, that wasn't my experience. 
Right. Yeah. Well, you could look at like the DC cultivation of that and that like all the straight edge stuff. Like that's like very directly yeah. against self-destruction and like drug <clears throat> usage and stuff. But like that was not the scene that I no. grew up in in Long Beach for, was not. It was very self-destructive. And yeah, it may surprise neither of you that I was too nerdy to be part of like the drug alcohol version of punk. I was like in the straight edgy kind of zine twee-ish, riot girlish thing. But then that intersected with fat politics. And so then it was like, I had a mistrust of anybody that was doing physical exercise. Because mm-hmm. I was like, why are you doing yeah. that? Are you trying to change your body to be in line with beauty standards? Yeah. I'm against those beauty standards. Yeah. And yeah. so I wasn't sure how to yeah. inhabit a body and not be fucking with that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the, that's the thing. And it is like, can very easily go onto like one side of the fence or the other, like this really great to like take care of yourself. But like, if the mission of like why you're exercising is to achieve like a specific body type or a beauty standard, then like that's ter- terrible. And yeah. it's not something that you said like was perfect about like trying to like fit into a form. Like I'm exercising so that I can be a square so I can like go in the square peg, kind yeah. of the square hole thing or whatever is like, is, t- is terrible and really like damaging. Um, but like exercising so that like you can like have the best quality of life and like continue mm-hmm. to like breathe and like t- take care of your friends and take care of your beautiful mm-hmm. small dogs. Um, then you can, I'm holding Panya right now. So that was my, my inspiration. Um, that like, that's great. That's great. And that should be the, the point of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the worlds intersect and they overlap fitness as like a loaded term. You know, we try not to really use it that much. I, like the word. The word yeah. fitness. Yeah, even like the, the, I guess I didn't think about it that way. Amelia, yeah. Amelia says, which is really, because my sister's so smart, she says, <laughs> fitness adjacent. Ah. Which is like, uh, yeah, and which I think, I don't, I mean, it really feels that way. And like, we have done pony sweat in, in fitness spaces, and it always feels a little weird and and i've also like done pony sweat like special pony sweat events like for fitness people and like it always feels hella fucking weird and it's like oh gosh like oh this wasn't this wasn't like the for whatever reason doesn't quite fit the mold i do want to like um going back like what um can we go back a little yeah yeah um we go anywhere you want anywhere we want yeah um yeah about like so yeah, I think that's yeah, that's something that CJ and I both share of like um of like yeah, being super maybe maybe like self-destructive and like and it being <clears throat> and it being like kind of cooler to just like not care, which is like so painful for sensitive creatures that like care so much and like for for us to like try to pretend that we don't is just really painful. But um I also grew up like in a really, um, in a really tiny town, um, where everybody was, um, involved in sports. Like I was like one of five people in my class that didn't play sports. And, um, and, um, I have like a lot of like PE shame, like a lot of like, like there weren't any other goth kids in, 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 um, in class, but like, uh, (laughs) but like, but like definitely like, never remembered my gym clothes like always had a stomach ache like all all that stuff um and <laughs> and that you right and like and and that really like really carrying that experience into my adulthood and really like just not 
believing that my body was capable of doing anything athletic. And, and in that I put like, I included like aerobics in that, which is something that like I deeply loved since I was a little girl. And so like my path kind of went into like, you know, putting all of that aside, any like love for movement aside, any love for like dancing alone in my bedroom, like putting that away even, and then like kind of more like self-destruction pathway. And then like, basically what happened for me was like, like I mentioned earlier, like I got, like I quit using drugs and, um, and like started doing aerobics again. This woman, like, um, I met this woman, Marilyn, who taught aerobics, she taught jazzercise and like, and, and like the first time I took her class, she played Send Me an Angel, which is like a song that like I used to go goth dance to when I was a teenager. And like, I love that song. And oh my gosh, we were doing aerobics to this song. Like we're doing jazzercise to that song. And I was like, oh my God. And it was life changing. And it was really to like feel my body, to get my heart rate up. I'm like, um, a really sweaty, I like, I'm a sweaty girl, like CJ and I, we both, we both identify as sweaty girls and so like that was another thing I had shame about and to like be sweaty and to just be dancing and to like get my heart rate up and what Marilyn used to say what did she say she would like yell at all of us like 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 15 minutes of aerobics gives you the same amount of endorphins as like one like hit of crack cocaine or something like that, which like I don't think is like a scientific fact, but like, but but like yeah, I know, exactly. I got the point across, and like and 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 I kind of like realized like um yeah that like oh that like exercise is is like the only way that I'm going to um well not the only way but it's um an absolutely necessary way in order to like um combat depression and anxiety and like um and all the things that like I really you know used to like need to escape from using drugs and alcohol so I don't know today's episode is brought to you by Shoshana Ruth Wechter Michelle Lemoyne Ken Vellante Mary Pinson Tony Pinto Jill Soloway and Christy Herod if you would like to support Sagittarian Matters including producer Chris Sutton. Please send $5, $10, $500, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared. That's Ponyo's voice. What is the mission of Pony Sweater? What do you, there's a lot of things that you say every time that you may take for granted that are so huge. You know, I've had like random friends come with me where I'm like, come to aerobics, come to aerobics. And then like the things you say that you say every time for new people, they like, like makes them cry. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, because it's like, I don't know. I really need to hear, I really need to hear these things, which is why we always say in every class that like, well, the first thing is Pony Sweat is a fiercely non-competitive dance aerobics practice, and we practice being fiercely non-competitive by going at our own levels, not anybody else's level except your level, wherever it is today, not any other day in your whole entire life. Sometimes we even add in, like, not your, like, past life or your internet life or your TV life or your fantasy life, but, like, really practicing from, like, wherever the fuck your feet are today. Um one of the things we like scream a lot in class is fuck the moves. One of the things that like we really 
try to impress is that like it's a practice it's a practice we're just practicing and we're like practicing like being in our bodies and like just practicing that experience um without judgment um and that sometimes like that's not always possible for like that 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 is not that sometimes like that that's kind of the hardest thing about like a dance class or a or a fitness class or like any mm-hmm. or any class really is like how do I inhabit this space without like judgment and shame? Yeah, yeah. I think it's like simplest, perhaps most like direct, is that it's it's about getting your heart rate up to music mm-hmm. that you love and connect with, and that will happen for every single person who comes there, whatever level they're at. Just move the minute you move your feet and move your body to music, then you're getting your heart rate up. And that's like, the that is like the entire like mission yeah. of Pony Sweat. Then there's like, I would say there's like additional layers of work that people can do that we always say like you can or cannot work on, which is like that there's all these ways in which we experience like shame for our bodies. And that goes back to this sort of like fitness adjacent, like anti-fitness thing. Like nothing about Pony Sweat is about like achieving a particular body type. In fact, it's like, trying to like as sis says often like get rid of these ideas of compare and despair of like seeing someone and and being like oh i wish i looked like them or i wish i moved like them and cultivating some like Mm -hmm. care for yourself because there's a million reasons why we all experience those things that are related to beauty standards into like awful awful tenants and ideals of our society like racism and sexism and homophobia and transphobia and all the ways that we just um other people and things in the world magazines billboards just like everything teaches us to like hate ourselves and hate each other so by coming into a space and trying to like care for yourself and and really like inhabit your body in a way that you want to, which going at your own level may be different from day to day. Maybe there's a day you want to be really sloppy and, and, and throw your arms around and like try that out and see how that connects with your body by creating a space to do that. Then we can like, and by like actively like allowing space for someone else in the class and taking care of the people that are around you to, for, to do that together, then it is like a way of like breaking down those things because they get impressed into our body all the time when we're outside of spaces like that. So I think that is also part of the mission of Pony Sweat, but like, it's like, again, by going at your own level, like however much of that you want to excavate and work on is like entirely up to everyone to do however they want. And like, we also like recognize that, you know, sometimes it feels really good to go in sometimes like it's a, a relief to be told what to do and so like there's there's like a space where like if you want to do these moves like you can because like sometimes sometimes when like you move your body the way like somebody else is like sometimes you get to learn more about your body and like discover a way of moving that like you didn't know you liked to move so like there's space for that um but the reason why we yell fuck the moves all the time is that like that's not what the class is about the class isn't about learning a routine and doing it perfectly it's not about like memorizing anything it's really like it's a practice in anti-perfection um which like i need to practice like i need to practice that a lot um, yeah. 
I have to say, I just, as an adult, I, as a kid, I, like, never went to school. Like, I was gone. I just, like, yeah. would get Fs. Yeah. I dropped out of high school. Like, I just hated school. I was like, I yeah. hate school. But now as an adult, when I go back to any class, I'm like, I want to learn. I want to do a perfect. I, so like, yeah. I want to stand up front so I can see really yeah. well so I can do everything perfect. And I know for everyone else, I'm like, no, you guys all do whatever you're going to do. You know, everyone else, whatever. Like, you can. Yeah. What, but I just, I'm like, I want to do a perfect. And, there, and there's like, and there's space for that. Like, if, like I want, I want you, I want you to get that if that's what you want. But yeah. I also want you to like give that to yourself as a gift, not yeah. as like something that like you're putting on yourself. Like, because oh, yeah, no. it's not. Yeah, okay, I yeah. feel like I'm really embracing uh, my Capricorn Moon and Rising yeah. as an adult, yeah. and um, and for me, it's so fun to be. Yeah. Well, because as a kid, I also you know that I just was like, uh, like I just didn't get the fun out of PE because of the pressure. Of seeming uh, like, oh, it seems like all those people already know how to do that thing yeah, or whatever. And just yeah. giving myself, I don't know. Also, I'm a teacher. I teach college and I teach I, middle schoolers. Who gives a shit? They don't, they don't have pressure on themselves. They're like, you know, making a fart noise while I'm talking. But like college students, will, I'll give them an assignment and they'll be like, oh, because they're not doing it perfectly. I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys are students. We're in a class. If you can't practice here and fail, like, where can you practice? I, of course you, it's fine. I mean, you know, like, and, and Pony Sweat, there's no failure. It's just a class. Right. So there's no, it's not like a recital. And I feel like that, like, what you just said is is that I, like, have never had that experience in a class. And I never had a teacher tell me that, like, we're just practicing and that this isn't the recital. And, like, it's, it, like, it's okay to fail. Like, I really really never believed that until like really just the last like five years <laughs> so it's just like we're all taking creative risks and so we have yeah. to support each other and yeah. and there's no failure it's like you try to think this is who cares yeah. yeah it's like we need a different word for like <laughs> than like the weight of like failure failure. Yeah. failure because like what it is is like as a concept like failure like in this in these contexts is like really great because it means like you're trying something and like you will expand some part of yourself in doing so like but it's it's the idea of like trying something that maybe won't like land in the way that you want it to immediately but like you if you don't ever try it then you will never get there yeah and so like that as a concept like failure failure i feel like the implication is that like there's an end result that you're not meeting Mm -hmm. but like in this case the practice is the whole thing and like whether you do the move how you like want to or you learn the thing how you want to just like immersing yourself into it is like is the thing that is of value yeah i try to think about that in like art practice as well and yeah, it's hard like practice yeah. just the experience of doing it is a reward unto itself yeah well that's like um i yeah like that's like the reason you're doing it is because you are that kind of person you are an artist or you are in your body or whatever and you just are in the long line of people that have done that thing and it's not yeah. because you are seeking a goal it's just you're just, just one of those it. people yeah, yeah yeah you're just trying to do it but i guess i i think about the failure part of being comfortable with that word or or not it's just kind of also yeah. part of like the punk ethos of something or the queer ethos of something because there's like that concept of queer failure where it's like mm-hmm. queer people aren't meeting these benchmarks of like quote-unquote success of being like oh and then i got married and then we bought a house and then yeah. we had three kids and, we'll go, 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 go. and that's that's succeeding at life we're like oh no we're just making up our own ideas of what succeeding yeah. at life is yeah and maybe that's like showing up to pony sweat and then laying on the floor in the back the whole time and just I mean, kick kicking love, your feet <laughs> i would love that so much i would love i would love to see someone come and just lie in the back and kick their feet <laughs> 
sweat shame. We both experience a lot of. Yeah. I mean, not I'm less these days, but for sure I for feel like a long time. Sweat magic. Yeah, I mean, I really like it. I also like. I think we it's one of the ways we realized that we were like sisters and stuff. Is like how much like I was like this is the only other person I know that sweats as much as I do yeah. is Amelia. But, I mean, that's how the name came about was because my friend, oh. my friend was like. When we were trying to come up with a name, my friend was like, well, you should probably put sweat in the title because, you know, just so, like, they know that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, looking back is a little rude, but uh, whatever. It's a, it's a perfect name, so yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. It adds something to the drama of it. You know, like, when you're watching a video of a band and there's a slow motion part where the drummer hits the drums and their sweat beads come yeah. off the drums yeah. and you're like... Oh man, this rocks! Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some kind of element of that to yeah. it. I feel like where I'm like, they're dancing so hard. That <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're like fuck Jennifer Beals and flash dancing. She's yeah, sweaty, yeah. and I'm like, I want to be Jennifer yeah. Beals and yeah. flash dance, yeah. like always. I feel that you are. Oh, thanks. That's From really a, sweet. Yeah. But CJ, can we briefly speak about the fact that you were a cheerleader? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was gonna go. I, I was feel gonna like we buried the lead back. here. No, I was gonna circle back to it. I mean, it's also like it's not as like it's a little bit sad, also, but it is really sweet. Is that like I um I was like it was not great, but like I yeah I, I was involved in athletics and stuff, being like. My family moved around, but I was a Southern California girl. Um, and uh, at some point during during high school, I got, like, in, involved in the, in the cheerleading squad. I mean, I, want, I wanted to be a cheerleader, but, like, <clears throat> the gendering of, like, athletics and stuff and, like, where I was at in my life, even though pretty early on I was, like, like femme identifying and, like, would be brave enough to, like, wear skirts and makeup to school every once in a while. Um, even in, like, middle school and stuff, it was still, like, really, it was tough, you know? Um, but I really wanted to be on the cheerleading squad, and so I had some dear friends on there, and I was also, we had, like, my school had a really, like, amazing, like, little dance program, which was great also. Um, so I just was, like, hanging out with those girls and stuff, and then I started, yeah, like, performing with them, um, doing, like, rally stuff together, mm-hmm. and then I had, like, a really sweet, like, mentor teacher woman who was the instructor on the, um, for the cheerleading squad, and she, I think she, I mean, she saw some part of me, and she was like, do you want to be, like, on the squad, and, like, she even was so, like, amazing to be like, you can wear the girls' uniforms and stuff, like, it's fine, and, and I was, like, kind of, like, too afraid to, like, fully embrace it, but then, like, intermittently I would, like, perform with them and do, and do stuff, so I was, like, kind of, like, an, an honorary member, and I, and I wish, like, I, I have so much regret that like I could have I she gave me like an opportunity to do it but I was just like too afraid to like embrace it um even growing up like in Long Beach which is a pretty like progressive city in general like I still like you know got called a faggot all the time at school and it didn't seem safe um and the times in which I would like femme present like go to class like I would get harassed constantly and stuff and so it seemed I guess it seemed like dangerous to like fully embrace it but like yeah I definitely was like on the team and would like you know couple couple you know times a month like go and do stuff and couple like football games here and there like go and do it and stuff and if you ever yeah. want to teach me any of your cheers, sure, yeah. I feel like there's some of them that I have as muscle I still memory. Remember some for sure, and it's funny because like sometimes we bring like cheer, there's cheerleading stuff that comes up in pony sweat for sure, and I'm just like, oh, that's like why this feels so good. Like I remember how I remember how to do this and yeah. stuff, and so the moves definitely the moves definitely got more 
cheery yeah. once once CJ started teaching. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not thinking about like yeah. when we do like like a, like a jogging in place kind of like arms going out to one side, totally. arms going out to the other side, deeply, arms up and down. Deeply inspired yeah. by, by my, a lot of like like this. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this on a podcast. Just like like trophy pose. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay? yeah. Hooray. Yeah. Okay. Like you're like, you're like the cheerleader that's on the trophy. <laughs> I don't want you to, fun. you do um, so much physical activity and then injuring yourself yeah. on a podcast yeah. by doing cheers. <laughs> well, anyway, I, anyway, yeah. So yeah. So the, the long and the short of it is that like, I was a cheerleader, but I was not like fully involved in the program and, and it's kind of sad, but it was just, um, it was still a really like liberating experience to like be seen in that way by this older woman that I thought was so cool. And the fact that she would even give me an opportunity. And like a lot of the other girls on the squad, were like so encouraging they were like you should do it and i was like oh like okay you know but then like just too, too afraid to really fully embrace it but but then you did, then I did later it. you did later yeah i mean i did i did i did it you yeah. are yeah and i am now yeah, yeah. you totally are yeah. <laughs> well if there was ever a reason to reform a squad just let me know when yeah. tryouts can are please, can we please call it the dirtbag squad though yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah yeah Okay, 100% good. sure. So, um, yeah. The dirt I was a cheerleader in high school, and it was my dream, And but now I really get to, like, live it out a little bit even more and in the practice that we do now, which is really great. My experience is being mostly a base and a spotter. Yeah. Not a flyer, necessarily, <laughs> but great. You stand, someone, you know, you can stand on my leg. Yeah. Or I can stand behind you with my hands up if you're in a human pyramid. If you fall, I will... Brace your fall. Yeah. None of that. I feel like maybe Jaquita could be a flyer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, absolutely. Jaquita's a Jaquita teaches pony sweat too, and we'll make her the flyer. Yeah. She's not here to argue, so no. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the one that's doing yeah. like a pop up kind of like yeah. we're like throwing her in the air and she's doing like a splits in the air and then Yeah. <laughs> a couple listener questions. Uh oh, listen wow. listener Michelle T wanted to know what gives you the energy to do what you do physically and kind of energetically, mentally, for an hour in front of people. Every, I don't know how often each of you teach. It seems like every day. 500 hours a week. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I teach like five or six times a week. And I have the energy um, from the ponies. And like, um, like I, just, I just feel like when we go in there and we share that space for each other. Like we really hold space for each other. And like, um, as like, just, um, just like as Amelia, like, and running through my life, like I have, I feel like, and since I was a little girl, like, I feel like I just have like an excess of intensity inside of me that, um, needs to be expressed. And, um, when I come into pony sweat to teach, even if I'm feeling like really tired or low energy, like there is space held by the other ponies to express that intensity. And like, um, and the music really helps too, of course, you know, like these are songs that I love and that, um, I want to like express myself too. So yeah, that's how it's like, I need to. Yeah. Cause where would that energy go otherwise? It's not good. It's not good. No. No. It would just be directed at her little sister. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, Yeah, I think also, like, yeah, exactly what what Amelia said. Um, Also, like, for me, it's, um, yeah, which I think is an extension, is, like, mental health, like, taking care of myself. So, like, go 
like access to that and like having a space to like yell and scream and like be your our truest selves and like and and embrace like abandon and like this this like these ideas of like caring the most and like not caring at all like giving all of the fucks and not giving any fucks at all um is like a really like um whatever energy that it takes out of me comes back from the ponies and from my sister like in terms of like taking care of my brain and my heart and my spirit um and so like for that it's like worth it even on the days like I was out really late last night and I had to teach this morning and I was like oh like really dragging my butt getting in there not because I like don't want to like opposite like I love seeing the ponies and being there but just like energetically like but then the minute I'm there I'm like oh, okay there's so much that can be get get here from just like kind of like losing my shit for like an hour mm-hmm. is like feels so like I don't know I get a lot of like energy and power back from that mm-hmm. so it almost like feeds itself mm-hmm. in that capacity like it's hard to get there I mean it always says like the, sometimes the hardest thing I'm like getting like is just getting to class but the minute I'm there then like I can tap into that part of like trying to take care of myself and trying to take care of the other people that are around also, can I say real quick yeah. that, like, for anybody that maybe is, like, um, just starting to exercise or, like, get their heart rates up in that way, that, like, when I first came back to – when I first came back to aerobics, like, as a um, – as an adult, as, like, a, a young adult person – or I don't know. Actually, no. I, I don't know. As, a, as an adult person, um, that, like, it, I, like, was really challenging for me. I was a smoker, and it was um, – it was really chal- it was really really challenging to like feel my heart rate get up and like lose my breath and like all of those things and i realized like oh i didn't really know how to like breathe through that experience um and and so i want to say like also in reference i know this isn't exactly what michelle t was asking but just for listeners that are like oh my gosh like i can't do it i feel like i can't do it like i feel like i'm going to die when <laughs> this is happening that like i share that experience and um and and learned from learned from like an aerobics teacher, um, Marilyn, you know, about like, you know, just like slowing down and like slowing your breathing and like keeping your feet moving. And like when you lose your breath, just like keep your feet marching and like slow your breathing. Um, and like that information really, really changed my relationship to exercise. So, yeah, just oh, a little. I love I that. I didn't know that. No, I, I mean, like, I think I had to learn that in classes. Yeah, I thought it was like, um, oh, God, I feel like I'm going to die. Oh, God, okay, I'm going to go throw up. Um, or like, or like, and never fucking do this ever again. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's so valuable. I mean, I guess I remember, it. I think that I got into aerobics from teaching aerobics. I don't think I would have gone to an aerobics class. At the time I started doing homo aerobics, I had like tried to do some going to the gym, but going to the gym... Uh. There would be these fucking signs. It was not like groovy queer gym. It was like 24-hour fitness because my friend had a friend pass. And there was – I remember there was just a day where there was a sign in front of the water fountain. It had this woman looking bummed and it was – she looked pretty normal. I don't know. There was nothing egregious about this woman. And she was looking so bummed and they were like, we can help you with your New Year's resolution. And then there was another picture of her where she weighed like marginally less and she looked ecstatic. And I just remember – and then – 
And then friend to the podcast, Beth Ditto, who's a fat activist, went to sign up for 24-Hour Fitness and they wouldn't, it was around the same time, and they wouldn't, they were like, they had a tie-in with The Biggest Loser at the time and they're like, oh, what are your fitness goals? And she was like, I just want to like, move my body and they're like but do you want to lose weight she's like i don't want to lose weight and then they're like have you seen the biggest loser and they just kept harping on the biggest loser and it was just annoying it was like she was ready she's pretty mentally like you know she's dealt with a lot of shit she went in there like ready to be like no this is what i want and they just wouldn't let it go and i was like god like you can't even be like two sizes more than what 24-hour fitness thinks you should be without getting shit like and i just wanted to create a space where everybody felt like they could go move their body there was no pressure for anything to happen except for us to have fun and i've always liked punk things that weren't pretentious like i've always like i've always liked like breakfast shows where it's like everyone in the light of day the music isn't that loud you're enjoying something together I've always liked that kind of thing. So I was like, I like all these punk people, but I don't always love standing in a smoky bar. Yeah. Um, there's just there's so, so many things in there. I mean, gyms are like the, uh, some of the most toxic places yeah. in, the, in the entire world, I and, would and say. Unsafe. And, and so unsafe. And so unsafe. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That was also, we had like a queer space where friends of mine were like, I hate going into the dressing room or whatever in the locker room of the gym yeah i mean there there's like horrible gendering that happens yeah. there's like really oppressive like again tapping into like beauty standards which like privilege like white skinny bodies yeah. which is like so fucked up for like so, so all of all of the reasons then yeah. like onto this like additional thing of like having like predatory people like oftentimes like cis men like yeah. hitting on women or at, at like or being like hey you're not using that machine right like can i Ugh. like like that happens to like every single person that i know that has been in a gym yeah. like ever it's like becomes a place to like that some, somehow people think that it's like a place to like fucking hit on people when it's like the most vulnerable space to like try to work on your body yeah, yeah. so and and it's all built on a foundation of making as much fucking money as possible. And, like, that, I mean, it's just so, so <laughs> toxic. It's just, yeah. the, it's all the worst. And, like, the reason, and that's, you know, I mean, the reason why we internalize all this fucking bullshit is at the, you know, at the heart of it is just because of fucking, like, money making. Capitalism. 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 Yeah. Capitalism. But so all that is to say, I never would have gone to a class at one of those places because I was like, I don't want also then some lady at the front of the class being like, come on, work on your bob, you know, insert yeah, part yeah, of your body. Yeah. And so then the only reason, the only way I could have gotten into aerobics was through the side door of having a DIY spirit and being like, I just have to teach an aerobics class. And that's it. I just need to go like YouTube some jazzercise from the 80s, yeah. figure out what they're doing and then show it to other people. So if you're listening to this, you don't live in LA or Portland or somewhere with like a queer centered kind of like punk inclusive exercise space maybe just try teaching something maybe learn something so simple and then just try to teach it yeah i mean that's that's how i mean that is like why pony sweat has a punk ethos is because i didn't know i didn't know how to teach aerobics i had never taught anything i didn't even think I was very good at aerobics. I am not a dancer. I'm not athletic. I'm not anything. I, you know, did manage to like have some friends, um, (laughs) which was great. And like we found a space and I made up routines to songs that I loved. And like 
if that seems impossible, um, and you mentioned this also in your zine, um, like, you know, you can go on YouTube and watch Jane Fonda videos, and it's super fun, and their outfits are really amazing, and you can sure. watch Richard Simmons videos, and, like, his energy is, like, you know, so incredible, and, like, these moves are... Um, are like, you know, are simple and like um, pick the ones that feel really good in your body because chances are they're going to feel good in other people's bodies. And like, yes, yes, yes. Like, yes, start your own aerobics class. Um, like freaks love aerobics and like um, and like aerobics is like it's for us. If you have an advice question for Sagittarian Matters, call or text our advice hotline, 971-361-9998. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank. The last listener question is, what doesn't work for you? What like incapacity of like pony sweat? I don't know. They they well they wanted to know how you started exercising consistently, which we already answered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they want to know what doesn't work for you. I can tell. I can name one thing while CJ is thinking of her thing, mm-hmm. or maybe she knows already. Anyway, um, what doesn't work for me is I cannot, um, I cannot like make myself or will myself or um, fucking like um, beat myself up into doing anything like it doesn't work for me to come to something from a place of like shame and um and self-judgment like um like and and i and i've experienced from other people like the (laughs) that's not like the best way to like start any kind of like movement practice so um that doesn't work for me um and that can be kind of loaded because, like, how do you get to the other side of that? Like, I don't I don't really know. But I know that, like, those two years that, like, I was in bed, like, too depressed to get out, like, I knew that if I went to the gym, I would feel better. But, like, I couldn't. Right? So um, I think really, like, finding something that, like, brings you comfort um, or joy, um, whether it's, like, walking outside or dancing alone in your room, like, if you can just find, like, an in that way, like, it, it will grow into something um, maybe more um, – it will grow into something else. It will give you more information. I think yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. And-, and you can you can start really, like, small is, like, is great. Like, if it's once a month, yeah. if it's once a week, yeah. what whatever it may be, like, if you just can, like – consistently carve out like whatever little time but it can be really small because like um we've talked about this a lot when you like are like like i've i've been really depressed i like can't get out of my room for years like we've both been in those spaces if you're like wow i'm like i really need to like do something to take care of myself like okay so i'm gonna start going to the gym like five times a week like it's not gonna work like it never worked for me i don't think that works for anyone but like if you, cause you'll get, cause you'll, you'll like not meet that goal and you'll feel really discouraged mm-hmm. and you'll feel like you've just let yourself down and it will like, for me, speaking from my experience, like compound all the shitty feelings I'm having about myself. But if I can give myself like small little goals that I can meet, then by doing so, like you're helping yourself mentally, you're helping yourself physically, and then it will allow you to like 
they'll give you information about yourself and like what you like. Maybe it's just dancing in your room mm-hmm. to songs that are really exciting. Yeah, or watching Richard Simmons or Jane Fonda or going for a walk. Um, but like if you do it enough, then it will like give you energy and information for you to figure out like what you want to do next. And then maybe then maybe then you build up to two times a month yeah. or, or whatever. Like just setting those like attainable goals just to like get started I think is really helpful for me rather than having to be like okay like I'm immediately gonna do all these things like I'm gonna spend like all this time because it's I don't know then it's like really discouraging when you don't so that doesn't work for me either and and like trusting that like those small those small actions will like lead to something else exactly what you just said sister but like the word that like came to mind was like transformation was that I used to have this idea that like I would always be this way and that like I could never change and like I did like pony sweat like you know it changed my life um and I didn't but I didn't expect it to yeah for me like my movement has changed a lot since Mm -hmm. like I started going to pony sweat like because like when um I first started coming to class with sis like I was I was having a lot of like really horrible like gender dysphoria stuff and like specifically with related like how I moved and how I had had like things like conditioned in my body to like oh like CJ you fucking run like a girl it's like yeah no shit I'm a fucking girl you idiot and like that's like you don't have to gender it in that way anyway but like it it was more about like I was I was like punished for moving my body the way I wanted to I would find little outlets like cheerleading, like doing dance stuff, punk shows where like I could like be myself and move. But it was, there was so much information teaching me that that was not how I was supposed to live in the world and that I would be like, I don't know. It was, it was a lot for me. So when I first started coming there, it was great because it was immediately clear to me that this was not a dance space like other dance spaces I had been to where I was like, oh gosh, like all these girls hate me. They look at me as like an outsider. Like I didn't, I didn't feel that. And so, but like the, by coming into a space and just working on things for myself, like I would, I've been able to like come more fully into my body in a way that like feels much more like natural to like how I am as a person and stuff, but it didn't come easy and it didn't come right away. I feel like, I mean, this is like kind of insider baseball, maybe less relatable for listeners, but I feel like the thing that both of you, you know, at the end of every class, you're like, thanks for coming. You're so brave. But I feel like both of you are so brave because for me, teaching aerobics, I felt really vulnerable. You know, like there is a part of it where I also have this excess of energy and this need to get it out or else like the demons are going to, I'm like, you know, like the demons (laughs) are like biting my ass and like they're going to come get me if I stop moving and stop like paying it forward to the community and like giving my energy out to the community in that way. But like, but I just would leave sometimes and just feel vulnerable. Back in the car! (laughs) Me too! But like, you know, if I, like some days I was like injured before I went there or like times when people wouldn't show up or like people had said something weird to me offhandedly or whatever. And I still had to like perform my physicality in front of them. Yeah. And so for both of you, you know, I just, I just see, I'm like, you guys are like, these sisters are so brave and like you're both being vulnerable in public all the time as a practice. As a practice. And I appreciate it. As a practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not scary for us to do that. But again, like what we've talked about, like there's um, there's like rewards in it. 
but mm-hmm. it's, um, I think vulnerability and not like, I don't want to make this like a selfless thing. Cause it's definitely like work I do on for myself on myself, but it's also like something that like, I believe that we all need to be doing more of and like embracing vulnerability as like a fucking treasure, like a precious little treasure. But that doesn't mean yeah, that you don't feel like the demons are like coming at your butt basically well i feel like afterwards i have to go home and like sit and like stare at a wall and just like cry or something i don't know there's just like something where like you're give like i mean and that's a kind of extroverted introvert thing where it's like you have all this energy where you're like yes i can socially function and talk to you and give you performative energy and then i go home and it's like something's been scooped out of me or sucked out of me and i have to like replenish it to expose yourself like that in front of a group of people like strangers friends or whatever is like really terrifying and like takes an emotional toll for sure even when it's like you can very clearly like in some sort of like cognitive way be like oh that was like so valuable it still like feels like horrifying sometimes for me like where's my chi my chi is god what did i say what did i do how and you know and like yeah yeah. Which is why it's important to fill up, you know? I think that, yeah, like, I think it's the worst for me at the beginning of the month. Like, I remember the first time, I remember the first time we did Pony Sweat to Tori Amos. Um, this month? No, it was actually a few years ago. We danced to Cornflake Girl. <laughs> and I was so <laughs> scared that, like, I was going to be, like, like, publicly shamed, you know, for, like, making everyone dance to Tori Amos. Because, um, like, I'm a big fan and, like, you know, but I know a lot of people have, feel- and, you know, whatever it was. But, like, the thing was, was that everybody was so excited and, like, they loved that routine. And and the more, like, the more we, the more we, like, put ourselves out there truthfully, like, the more connection we have with people. And that's why, like, that's that's why it's so brave. That's why, like, yeah, it is brave for me and CJ. That's why it's so brave for the ponies to come and participate in the way that they do, too, because, like, like that's, it's, a, it's like, a really honest, like, connection that we're making with each other. And, and the only way to do that is if, yeah, if we do the scary things, right, and be like, yeah, I love this song, and, you know, yeah, we're going to do it like this. Anyway. I love it, too. Ponies, how can people find you? Um, There's a website, mm-hmm. ponysweat.com. Mm-hmm. Pon- website, um, ponysweat's on Instagram, at ponysweat. Um, CJ's Instagram is at Spooky Miller, if you want to follow yeah. her band stuff and her fashion stuff and her kitty cat <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, ponysweat stuff is all at ponysweat. Um, and, um, yeah, I think, and the website, yeah. Yeah. And, and through the website is the video link on the No, the video, video right now. We're, we're working video. on, we're we're working working on, on more videos, video. though. We're working on getting some videos. Access- accessibility is yeah. really an important thing for Pony Sweat and for, I think, um, everything that when Emilia started the program was like at the at the height of her or at the top of her mind was like providing an accessi- accessible space. So, like, people should know that that... You want to talk about like the the price the pricing thing and stuff or oh yeah it's like I don't know I think that's really important and goes in line with like the punk ethos sort of of the cl- of the class I love punk business yeah punk business so like um um if you live in L A or if you're coming to visit L A um you can come take a pony sweat class it's um thirteen dollars for a class and there's a five dollar option to pay for 
um, for black and indigenous women of color, for trans women, for non-binary folks, and for anyone experiencing financial hardship. Um, no questions asked. No questions asked. Yeah, no questions asked. Um, and I mean, like, if it's not, um, clear, like why that's important, um, I'll just like name some reasons, um, that like reparations are important, um, and I'm a white woman, and there are um, privileges of me being a white woman teaching an aerobics class, and um, and like it's just like a really, um, it's like a really like small and like really important thing for um, white women who own businesses to do to like um, not treat like how do I want to um, articulate this. Basically, like, (laughs) I think there's this idea, like, of progressive business owners that, like, we live in an equitable society, so, like, everything should be equitable and pricing should be equitable. And the truth is, is that this is not an equitable society, so pricing actually should not be, uh, quote-unquote, equitable. Um, That it should be, like, it should realistically, like, reflect the fact that um, women of color, like, make way less money than um, white people. Yeah. It's about accessibility, accessibility yeah. and like that certain pe- people have a- access to more and certain people have access to less and we need as a whole to like acknowledge and name those things and then like do what we can. So like, yeah. So I think, and that's part of like why Sis wants to cultivate like and do like video stuff because like that is a way for people to access like Pony Sweat who A, like don't live in progressive communities necessarily, don't have access to those things. Um, Obviously like there's the financial accessibility of that, which Mm -hmm. I think is really, really great. Um, And that's why she wanted to have the pricing reflect that so that like to like acknowledge that there are things that people don't have access to and it's just yeah i don't know so i don't know what else to say about that um yeah like growing up in a small town and like really i wish that like i had seen more queers like on the tv or you know i didn't have internet back then but like you know like seeing your people is really like really really awesome and and i would be so excited if like folks that lived in small towns like did aerobics with us via the yeah. internet yeah and I, so i may suggest have a pony sweat party yeah you maybe you are like i i kind of want to start an aerobics class teaching aerobics class. i don't really know how you could have a little pony sweat party yeah, yeah that's yeah. a great idea nicole yeah, yeah. well ponies thank you for coming on sagittarian matters Thank, Thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Thank you. Yay. What are your signs? We love you, Nicole. I love you. Um, I'm a Capricorn sun, Aquarius rising, Aquarius moon. Yeah. Taurus, sun, Leo moon, Capricorn rising, ascendant. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, uh, all of those signs are welcome on Sagittarius Matters. <laughs> Thanks again. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Panyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Sagittarian Matters. Fucking everybody else can have the gym, and they can have fucking, I don't know, like, all the other shit, but, like, aerobics is for us. <laughs>